Well, to put it bluntly, that sucked. I'm your host, Josh Poloha, here with Joe Gilbert again, like usual, Browns Instant Insights. If you could have given me a worst-case scenario with this Browns-Cardinals game, I think that would have been my answer. 37-14, the injuries, the referees. I, I've, I haven't been this down about the Browns since week one of 2020, and last year we had an excuse because they didn't have a training camp. They had a new coach. It just is what it it. It happened, and we had excuses for it. Today, I don't have an excuse, and it was <laughs> ugly. I wasn't even at the yeah. game. Joe, you were. Give me some of your thoughts. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that in person. <laughs> I could at least yeah. walk away from the TV at times. I don't want to be super down. I don't want to sound like yeah. a Browns fan from 1999 to 2019, but I've never, I haven't been this down about a Browns game in a year and a half. Yeah. They uh they crapped the bed, man. They uh that was that was bad. They uh it was miserable. The game was miserable, the fans were miserable there. It was it it just compounded the even with the bad reffing. Everything was just it was just just an awful day, man. And uh nothing went well. Defense was terrible. Um offense clearly showed what terrible. Yeah, terrible. There, there's literally no positive in this. I, I literally can't. I couldn't think of a positive today. Maybe I'll, I'll say Donovan Peoples Jones was good. But hold on, that. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have one positive, and it's his oh. first. Po- it's his first positive of the season. Hold on, I'm, I'm looking at the back. Oh, right Jamie, now to get this is it Jamie? Is it our boy Jamie? Is it Jamie Gillen? <laughs> it is absolutely the Scottish Hammer. He knew his job was on the line, and he came out and punted the ball twice for. 53 yards both times. So, yeah. Jamie, congrats on keeping your job. Well, congrats on literally being the we'll only on positive of the game. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, this was, this was one of the, I would have to say this is, this has to be one of Stefanski's worst losses in his Browns career so far. I, it's probably the worst because they just, they looked overmatched. They never were really in the game. That Hail Mary kind of, made it seem like we were in the game but we weren't really in it the wasn't. game it wasn't they uh it was it just it was a facade they couldn't they had two stops in the second half that defense and then the offense couldn't do anything and then it just reverted back to what we were seeing the whole time um yeah it was it was not good defense defense is a problem it's been a problem for for the six games now for 22 years. All right, continue. Yeah. <laughs> For 22 years, yeah. <laughs> and it, I thought I thought maybe the the real defenses were the ones the first in Chicago and um and Minnesota and it's starting to look like it's not. <laughs> it's starting to look like the real defenses the ones that we saw in the in the four uh other games and uh today they couldn't get off the field. They couldn't they had so many miscommunications. It was unbelievable how many they had in the secondary people not picking up each other uh when like there was one play it was a deep crossing route and both guys took the same guy and left deandre hopkins the probably the one of the top three best receivers in the in the in the nfl wide open bill Bill o'brien would disagree with that statement but i agree (laughs) right it was it was just awful and I, it's 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 starting to be like there's something wrong. It's either the the construction of the of the secondary. I don't think that's true because I think there's a lot of talent back there, and or it's the coaching. And just say Joe, it. Just say it. Just say it. Joe Joe Woods is on the hot seat once again. There you I, go. He, he got off of it uh, last what two weeks ago. He's back on it, man. It's it's awful. There's they're going backwards again and it's and it's the same problem it's not like they're getting it's not like they don't have talent like last year they didn't have talent that was that was the problem they're they have talent and it's just it's just constant mistakes by this defense and uh that that goes back on the coaching and joe woods needs to be on the hot seat and i don't don't know how much longer they can go with him 
something needs to change. He needs to they, – they run this – the quarter's defense, and they look like they've never run it before, but they run it the most times. When the that's literally their base that's, defense. Right. That's like – it's it's incredible just how many times it, on third downs just wide open guys on crossers on just down the sideline it's it's just incredible how many open receivers there are on third downs and it's it's so bad right now the defense is so bad um, I feel bad for the front front four because they're they're doing their job they're getting pressure um, they're stopping the run pretty well. Um, but they're getting no help in the secondary, um, and it, it's it's not good. And now uh, our best best linebacker might be hurt in JOK, and it's just uh, <laughs> this game was a train wreck, and uh, it just got it just got worse and worse. And I don't know, it, it just like it's one so, of those like car wrecks where you just it just just kept going and going and just getting. It's worse like the worse. top throw dragster, but it never really evens out. It just keeps going downhill. <laughs> right. It just and to make that hill even worse. <laughs> not only today was worst case scenario for the game for the injuries, but the Browns literally have a game in, in less four freaking days. In less than four days <laughs> from now, from this exact moment, it is less than four days from now. God, and I don't even know who's going to suit up. I don't even know if they have enough people to suit up. <laughs> like, clearly, like, this is – I'm hoping maybe they'll get Chubb back. I don't know. That's probably a stretch. Maybe they'll get Jarvis back. I think that's a stretch again. Dearness Johnson. Dearness it is Jeff. all about Dearness. It's, it's going to look like because uh, I, I think it's not a uh, Achilles, uh, according to the Stefanski, uh, but it's uh, it's something serious because he went down untouched. Uh, we're talking about Kareem Hunt. Uh, untouched, and uh, when there's an injury like that, that's never good. Um, so we might see a Dearness Johnson. Uh, I, th- I think the problem here. Today. Is that you literally just said he went down untouched and you had to specify which Browns player you were talking about. That perfectly <laughs> explains today. Right. It was sort of like the flags today where it was just a rolling, rolling continuation. It was a rolling continuation of injuries, man. It, and they were like serious ones too. Baker re-injured his shoulder, which is... He popped it out again, by the way, he which is it again. not good. No, and I so, think he said he said after the game that it continued to do it, which was just that's what happens. That's why you need <laughs> surgery, and if you don't get yeah. surgery, it will never fully heal ever. Yeah, so I I don't know what else. I don't know what we could do there. Um, surgery takes. Uh, I think that'll be a season under probably, or I don't know. Um, yeah, this is this is a downer, man. Um. I oh, hate I, doing these podcasts yeah. and just being Debbie Downers, but I know. Seriously, when we have to rely on Jamie Gillian, Jamie Gillian, I can't even pronounce <laughs> his name right. When we have to rely on the Scottish Hammer to be one of the only positives, not to hate on Jamie, but that's not good. Yeah. And now that we are eight minutes in, I just want to remind everyone that this is the official Waiting for Next Year podcast. We're brought to you by Evergreen Podcast Network. <laughs> Before Craig kills me, I hope he's listening right now. Uh, we're live, even though we're eight minutes in, like I said, we're live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you want to be down about the Browns, just join in for us. Yes. But I do have to say, Edward, uh, Hogler, we are not bringing back Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Wait, I was going to future that later on. <laughs> I actually, I know, Ed, I hope he's joking, but he might not be. That's, that's the problem too. This is how bad today is. <laughs> Most of the time you can be like, oh yeah, he's joking. But I don't know. <laughs> it's it's never it's never going to be that bad that we have to bring Hugh Jackson back. That's all I have to say <laughs> because that was yeah, bad. true. Um, true. But yeah, this is uh, this is just not a fun day right now. Uh, yeah, and then to have to play Thursday night against the Denver. I mean, the Denver Broncos just had a game too, but I can guarantee you they did not have this miserable of a game, both outcome wise and injury wise. Yeah, it's just going to be, it's just, I, I really want to know, I don't know who's going to dress. <laughs> like, Me. I don't, right, it's like, we might have to have a full practice squad just have to play the, uh, on Thursday. It's, it's going to be a really bad situation. 
this this Thursday night game probably came in the worst timing in the world. <laughs> it, I, I I wish we could somehow move the bye week up to this week, but it is just this is yeah. What are we? Timing. So we just ended week six. The Browns are literally <laughs> halfway through their bye week. That's how far it's away. I know it's just this is oh my gosh. I can, <sighs> hopefully we can uh, regroup and turn it around here. Broncos aren't going to be like the Cardinals, but they're still not a bad team that they can just roll over. So we still have (laughs) we still have plenty to talk about. By the way, the Broncos started off three zero. They beat three zero and nine teams. They are now three and three. Yeah, and because you know I love Vegas, and you know I love better responsibly. The Browns are currently five and a half. (laughs) The Browns are currently five and a half point favorites Thursday night. I don't know about that. They were what three and a half today. So they were three today. (laughs) And I, I hate going against the Browns. So I didn't do anything with that. But I, I said all week, how are the Browns three point favorites over an undefeated Cardinals team? And that was before Nick Chubb even went down. And then when Nick Chubb went down, I was like, "How is that line not moved?" <laughs> right. It's it's wild, man. It's uh, what what was even worse. I I was just thinking with all the guys out on our side, they didn't have their offensive coordinator head coach, and their offense did not look any different. They looked, they ran down, they ran and threw down their the Browns defense throat all game, and it didn't it didn't look like there was any hitches in it. That's just, that's an indictment on the defense too. They, they allowed a backup play caller. That's never called a play in in the NFL. Probably never was even like trained to do it uh, this season. And they went in there and just ran it. Like it was just a regular day. Joe Woods, Joe Woods just got out coached by By, offensive corner that has never called plays before. Yeah, I think they even had like a tandem, weird tandem play calling where the I think it was the offensive line coach and passing coordinator. Where one and, guy says the run <laughs> plays and the other guy says the passing plays. I I don't know. It was it was a weird dynamic. I thought I thought that was maybe an equalizer. It was clearly not. Um, <laughs> Kyler Kyler. Oh, Murphy, but Kyler I said, Murray do you know was, what? <laughs> That's one of the reasons I was like, all right, maybe they're three point favorites because right. of the coaching situation. Nope. 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 Yeah, but going back to Joe Woods and defense, talent, if the Browns didn't have talent, that wouldn't be on Joe Woods. That would be on Andrew Barry. Mm-hmm. But the Browns have talent. They just brought in a ton of new players on defense. Um, they have talent all over the field. And Joe Woods, I mean, we can say there are only six games into a 17-game regular season. But if when you leave DeAndre Hopkins wide open, there's an issue. <laughs> Like if there's a communication yeah. issue, it's on Joe Woods. If it's not fixed, yeah. it's on Joe Woods. Yeah. Like, you can look clearly at one person. You can look at John Johnson. John Johnson looks like a completely different person when he came over from uh, L.A. He was a he looks like John. Player. He looks like Johnson John this year. Completely <laughs> different. Does. Like, seriously, it's like he it's just a completely different person. And that's, I, I feel like he's just, he, he kind of reiterated during practice this week when his presser, he, I don't think he fits. He, he likes the role that he's in. The defense he definitely, that he's in. he definitely yeah. without saying it, if you read between he the lines, it, yeah. he definitely <laughs> called out Joe Woods. It'd be like yeah. Kevin Stefanski and Van Pelt using Nick Chubb as a passing down back and Kareem Hunt as, hey, go get a yard up the middle back. Yeah, it was. It's like completely different roles. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why it's, it's, it's got to be on Joe Woods right now. It's, the talent is there. Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, John Johnson, um, Grant Delpit, who showed off uh, early on in the season. Um, Denzel Ward it just they look they look so disjointed and out of out of uh character for what their talents are and it's that's got to be on coaching and if they don't figure that out he's he's got to they got to make a change they got to they got to move on with from uh Joe you Lee. are the weakest link <laughs> goodbye remember that weakest right. link show you are the weakest link goodbye yeah. that's what Joe Woodson. <laughs> 
it's yeah, he's he's on the hot seat, man. I don't know how much if if they don't see an improvement, if they continue to just struggle. Like next week, we play an we play an offense that's not good. It's it's the next two weeks. Next two weeks. Oh, imagine. Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna knock on wood as I say this. If Big Ben and the Steelers offense come into First Energy Stadium and light up the Browns defense, Joe Woods should just find an Uber to the next city that he might be coaching in. <laughs> Seriously, it's yeah, it's going to these are these next two games are a test because they're not the defensive side is not that banged up as much as the offense. They they're going to need them the next two games because we don't have any offense tackles right now. That was clear today. Um we might not have any running backs. <laughs> After remember, remember <laughs> earlier this year how we said the Browns not only have one of the best offensive lines and one of the best running back rooms in the NFL, but they also have a bunch of depth. They who, who no longer both, have depth. Who saw who foresaw both tackles going down? The their top backup tackle going down, and then their top two running backs going down. That's going to knock out anybody's stuff, but yeah, this is incredible. Just I feel like this only, I mean, I know I hate the only in Cleveland thing, but this only happens in Cleveland. <laughs> I feel like it just, it pinpoints one part of the roster. It just goes right at it. It's going to, it's just going to knock out a whole position group. It's yeah, it's uh, this is unreal. And luckily the defense is, relatively healthy um well we'll see on jok but still they should be able to compete and play well and they're going to need to step up for this offense because baker's shoulders popping out every play (laughs) they don't have running backs they don't have any tackles uh odell beckham got hurt again and he's hampered so uh yeah this is uh this is just this is it might do you know how like the CBS receipts are like really, 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 really long? <laughs> yeah. You might as well just put the Browns injury report tomorrow right. on a CBS receipt. That's what that's what this week's will look like, and I just can't. That's what I mean. On Monday. <laughs> like, like, oh I mean, yeah, even week, no yeah. last week's yeah, and this week's <laughs> is going to be even worse. It's going to be way worse. worse. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, the defense needs to step up because this team, this franchise, needs it needs it to happen. And if it doesn't, because they have some favorable matchups uh, the next three three per weeks, probably um, they uh, they need to make a change. Because if nothing happens, if we continue to see miscommunications, third down, easy third down conversions, um, something needs to change. But uh, hopefully, they can uh, get going with these uh, favorable matchups because they'll need it. I'm trying to lighten the mood a little. I think here's another <laughs> joke. I feel like putting the healthy players on the injury report this year might be easier than putting the injured players on the injury report this year. Or this I week, would, I mean, not this year. This week. I would say, It'll be yeah. like, Case Keenum, healthy. <laughs> Running back, Demetri Felton, and <laughs> Offensive line, you could probably Sissy, put. Like, of, the, of the 53 offensive line, players. You could probably put two people on. <laughs> Wyatt oh Teller and Joel Matonio. <laughs> True, because JC Treader, you know he's going to be on it no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. it's crazy. Yeah. Of the fifty, there's fifty three guys on the active roster. I would say the over under for the injury tomorrow's injury report or Tuesday's whenever it comes out, since it's a Thursday game, I don't know when it'll come out. It'll be over thirty, guaranteed. <laughs> it's got so. It's gonna be it's gonna be a record holder there. I it's. it's it's just the luck. The luck on this team is just incredible. Um, they it it's, it doesn't even it like it doesn't even stop at injuries. There's like I think maybe how many fumbles did they have total? They had the Cardinals. Uh, it seemed like yeah, they had at least five like or six, four, and they never lost. They any be, of them. Yep, they recovered. They recovered every single one. And I think we lost two, and I think they lost them all. <laughs> we didn't recover. The Browns, yeah. they lost the turnover battle 3-0, and I heard on the way home, I was with some 92-3, the fan. Um, I don't know why I did that to myself. That was, 
why I listen to Browns post game, I don't know, but it was on the <laughs> I I like went to my aunt and uncle's house, so I was listening to the Browns game on the way to the house. So I just decided to listen to Browns post game on the way home and not change the radio station because I was dumb. So yeah, but they said the Browns had three turnovers. Cardinals had thirteen points off those turnovers. So then I not only lost the turnover battle three zero, but the points off turnovers was thirteen zero. Yeah. Are you are you ready for this? So they had six. Oh man. Or no, four fumbles and none of them were lost. Only had, four? Yeah. It was all Kyler too. <laughs> and it was two fumbles for the Browns and we lost both of them. So it was it's just the luck is they the, the defense hasn't been able to get turnovers and and the one the lucky ones that you can get, like on these fumbles, they haven't been able to get that either. So it was so just the- uh, Let's just continue with this absolutely positive talk about the defense. Oh yes. <laughs> no. Um, so when you can't <laughs> when you can't force turnovers, you need to find a way to get the opposing offense off the field, which is third downs. I can just without even going back and looking at the film, there was a third and fourteen, I think they let up, and a third and ten that mm-hmm. they let up. Yep. And overall the Cardinals were eight for fifteen. And I know at one point there were six for eight. They ended up 8 for 15 on third downs. I think there was a third and 19, too. <laughs> they got a touchdown off of I think that was So if you if you can't force turnovers, you need to no. dominate on third downs. And the Browns yeah. did it neither. And they have, let's be honest, they've done neither all season overall. Yeah, and that was their saving grace last year. They at least got turnovers last year. This year, they're not getting any. I, I, I think there might be, I think there's two. Did they have two this year, I think, maybe, at, at the most? I think it might be Greedy Williams with both interceptions. I don't think there's any others. Um, special teams has gotten some. I think there's a one fumble recovery. But, yeah, the defense, it's its incredible how bad they've been besides two games. Um, it's its just awful. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just awful. They need to play better. They need to put up or shut up because the talent is there. Um the Barry Andrew Barry has given them everything they need, and they're just not getting it done. It's it's pretty pathetic right now. It's they're what it's, I, I just it's just stuff the like Kyler Murray was just just dominating them all day when they sent pressure, which is we can probably lead into uh, on the offense. It was a stark. It was a stark difference uh, between the two quarterbacks and how they handled pressure today. Stark. It was Kyler. Kyler ate up anytime they blitzed and pressured and pressured the Brown. Uh, the Browns pass rush pressured him. He ate him up. He would. It, it, I don't. I would love to see what PFF says afterwards, but I would say his pressure uh, under pressures were pretty damn. Oh, um, uh, I think we just. What's that? I totally just lost you. So whatever you oh. said, I can I can probably believe that it was Browns <laughs> negatively related to the defense. <laughs> yeah, and now I just uh, lost my yeah. train of thought. Oh, oh yeah. not to have. I do not want to have this conversation. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, watch watching Kyler Murray and Josh Allen play like they have been this year, and then. Watching Baker, I I want so it's one of those things where like as a Browns fan, I want so badly for mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield to dominate. As a Cavs yeah. fan, I want so badly for Colin Sexton to dominate. Mm-hmm. But when there are more questions about what they might do in their future than answers, that's a problem. Yep. And I somehow I, just I somehow just compared Baker Mayfield to Colin Sexton. And I don't think that's a good thing, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, this was I. I really wanted this game to be the that game they he shuts them all, everybody up. He had a lot of talk going out of last game, which was kind of weird because he still they put up forty two points, but he he obviously didn't play as perfectly as he wanted to. But this game did not help anything. <laughs> it probably added even more. Um, he missed a lot and. He's just he's just not reacting quick enough to the, the things he's seeing out there. Yeah, a lot of the set, obviously the offensive line just killed him. 
but he didn't do them any favors. He held onto the ball way too long. He, he was more worried about trying to avoid the rushers than rather getting quick passes out of there. It, it was just it was just bad, and that interception was one of the worst throws I've seen him throw in a long time. It was not even close. <laughs> it was right to the guy, and it's it was this was just a this was a really this was a game where you really kind of have to think like is is he gonna take the next step or is he just going to be this quarterback that we've seen uh, in the last year and a half that he just plays sal- up and down. Um, he can have some high notes and then he can make some really bad plays. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of questions coming out of this and, and you can't blame the shoulder because he threw a 66 yard Hail Mary to the other end zone and, uh, not many quarterbacks can do that. So the shoulder is not, not something that we can use anymore. It's, it's all in his head. He's just not reading the field correctly and not getting the ball out fast enough. And it's, it's a problem. We we need we need him to. I thought he was gonna, before the season. I thought he was going to take a, a another step forward and and be a top flight quarterback. He is not. He has taken a step backwards, and it's uh, it's very disheartening. It's uh, I don't know. There's it's just creating more questions than answers right now, which is not good. Which nope. makes you. I can only imagine how awful sports talk radio is going to be this week with the hot. I'm I'm not even talking about the host. I love some of the hosts in Cleveland, but it's the callers, the callers that are me. I can only imagine. But yeah, when I want so badly, like I said, I want so badly for Baker Mayfield and Colin Sexton. I know, (laughs) but when there's more questions and answers with both of them, that is a humongous problem, especially with two big contract extensions looming. I mean, it's as simple as that. And I, yeah. oh, man, I have to say I, that's a that's a really good comparison. Like, obviously, I, what the I, way I that I somehow looped yeah. the Cavs and the Browns talk. Like, talent wise, I think they're a little bit different. Obviously, where they're at towards uh, compared to like people in the league, but they're in a in a precarious spot with these contracts, and they're just not fully showing that they are worth it. And it's it's. It's it's a tough. I spot, can't man. wait. I can't wait to tell Jeff Namina that I compared <laughs> Baker Mayfield to Count Sexton in this podcast. <laughs> Je- Je- Jeff is uh he's uh in mourning right now after his Miami Dolphins lost to the Jaguars. So <laughs> yeah, Matt, wait, hold on. Let's just all be happy that we don't have Tua Tagliovo. Tagliovo. I can't even pronounce the name. I'm gonna say, say Tua. I would take Baker over Tua any day of the week. Well, yeah, that's not hard. <laughs> He's playing awful. So that's too. just, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, the fact that we're comparing Baker to Tua now—that's not good either. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, there's, it's this season was supposed to answer so many questions, and it's just, it's starting to. It has brought on more way questions. So many questions. Yeah, it's like a ten-answer quiz that has somehow turned into a one-hundred-answer exam. <laughs> right. It's uh yeah it's uh it's not good. Luckily, there's what eleven more games left. There's time to turn it around. But I don't. Is that luck though? If we have eleven more of these games, I don't think that's so yeah. lucky, Joe. Let's be honest. <laughs> Luckily, we're not playing the Cardinals anymore. <laughs> True. Oh man, in two weeks, it could either be like okay, we just beat the Steelers, or okay, I'd never want to do this podcast again. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, well, positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. It's so hard to be positive after today, though. Really like I is, said, yeah. when the only positive, basically, the, uh, although JLK he played really well again. I would love to see his mm-hmm. uh, PFF grade after this. When the one of the only positives after today's game is Scottish Hammer, that's not good news. No. And here we it are. Was not. <laughs> it was not. It was. And there's there's no excuses like for the offense struggling either. They the the win was not that big of a factor because obviously Kyler Murray had no problem throwing, uh, throwing in the win. So that wasn't a problem. They couldn't get the run game going early, uh, which pretty much just got them out of funk. And right now, which is I thought this might have been a good test for Baker, um, that 
the passing game had to lead the game or lead the offense, and they they couldn't. They just couldn't. Um, the run game couldn't get going uh, early on, and pass game just did not pick it up for uh, pick it up for the rest of the offense, and that's that's not a great sign right now. I don't know what else to say to that because it's not. Yeah. I just so badly want to be positive, and it's, it's I'm I'm back to being like the Debbie Downer. 1999 to 2019 Browns fan right now. And I want so badly that to change. The problem is that the Browns are three and three. That's not bad, especially when they have two very winnable games coming up. I don't know who they play in three weeks, but I know the Broncos and Steelers, two very winnable games, two games that they should win, especially because they're both at home. I think it's Bengals. You're right. It is the Bengals. I think it's at Cincinnati, too. The second Um, place ahead of you, Bengals. That's what I mean, though. So (laughs) the next two games. I know it's only week seven and week eight. They're must wins. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Given the opponent, given the location, must wins. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But the fact they're already two games behind Baltimore in the division. If you want to compete, yeah. for, compete for a division title, you're already two games back, six games in the season. Yeah. And they look like a whole different, they looked in a whole different universe uh, playing the Chargers this. Uh, to this uh, afternoon, compared you just to had what to bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> it's it's just I thought I was like, okay, this is obviously there's different circumstances. Um, them playing the Chargers, Chargers had to come over there some some reason play at one o'clock on the on the East Coast, which was just awful. Dude, we can't say that, <laughs> but no. The- do the Browns have no that never mind that's Ohio State Oregon oh man yeah. we won't talk about that either all right go on to what you're saying <laughs> yeah it was just it, that the scheduling gods did not uh did not do the Chargers any favors and uh it seems like they're giving the Ravens a lot of favors so far but it's uh go figure still, go figure with that one but go right. on but they still look like uh, a whole different universe uh, level team it's it's not good um. Luckily, they don't play them until way late in the season, so there is time to get this back, get everyone healthy, hopefully. Um, but time is time is the clock is ticking, and uh, they need to they need to make some answers here. They need to step up a whole team. I'd be interested to see if there is a players only meeting this week. I know before the Chicago game, Miles Garrett came out to the, that there was a players only meeting. He answered that. Uh, he answered that by saying, or by having a four and a half stack performance against the Bears. I would love to know one if there is one this week, and two, who is it led by? Is Baker going to take it? I mean, you have to lead by example. If yeah. Baker's going to take the players only meeting, you better lead by example, dude. Yeah, someone needs a. There needs to be something said because they're just they're they haven't played a full complete game this whole entire season like neither like we haven't seen the offense and the defense and the special teams all play at the top level and i know baker said after the game it's not we're not trying to play make up be a playoff game uh right now but you gotta you gotta start showing that they can have these and put them together consistently like top teams do that early on in the season too it's not like they're just build it up you got to show it, and, and they just have not done that. And even in their losses, the offense was terrible for both games, pretty much. Um, and then in the other four games, the defense has been just awful. So one day we'll put it together. Hopefully, it's the Broncos, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's this season. Yes. I won't even say hopefully it's next weekend. Although Thursday night, let's be honest, it's most likely not going to be Thursday night. <laughs> With the injury report, I highly doubt exactly. it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there's going to be no excuses, though. They need to get that win. It's the freaking Broncos. They're not good. They're, even though they're 3-3, three and three, they're not good. Um, I feel like as if I was a Broncos fan, you can literally just switch out Broncos and Browns to what you just said and say that same <laughs> exact thing right now. And I'm yeah. being honest. You can say they're the Browns. They're 3-3 three and three right now, but they're not good. I mean, the Browns are good when healthy. But if you're going to a Thursday night, you're very happy as a Broncos fan right now. Let's be honest. Yeah, the way we're playing, it's just the uh, yeah, 
the the performance level is just uh, kind of decreasing ever since those two losses uh, or two uh, two shutout wins. They kind of it's kind of a weird trajectory. The the offense kind of was up like high, and then they kind of sunk, and it's like up and down. And they're never really both the offense and defense are never really matching each other in, in performance level. It's uh, well today they did, but that was. Not the way you want to match them. Not the way you want to match, not, right? When you guys are stuck on ground level. Like yeah. you're trying to go up the roller coaster and you guys got stuck and won't even like leave the ground. Yeah. It was uh yeah, it's um it's not good. And I I I want I don't want to be completely down. There's there's only six games. It's only six games. They're three and three, they're not in last place or anything like that. Um they still have a ton of talent on this team, they have a great head coach. They there's there's still time. There's eleven games left, um, but they need to they need to start doing it. They just they got to go out there, stop making excuses, stop trying to say all's well. It's not well right now. They got to show that they can improve off of this, and I think they can. I really do. I, the talent. I know how good this team is talent wise. Um, I think they can do it. Especially they have they have a real opportunity next. Three. Let's see the schedule here. Next, let's see: Broncos, Steelers, Bengals. Then they play the Patriots, which is not the oh man, <laughs> not the easiest. But still, the next three games are against teams they should beat. I think the next four games, actually, next they play the Lions after that. Um, they, yeah, so let's, play, not, let's not yeah. get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's not get too far. But this stretch but is where no, they this could is the win. Yeah, this is the stretch they need to take advantage of. They, they, they let's cannot... just put it this way. I, I want to too quick. They yeah. should be favored in the next five games. I would say so. Yes, and but they need on. to take advantage of this. They cannot. They they cannot lose these games. Like I, I would. I my expectations. They need to go five and zero. I'm. It's it's just the way that if they want to be where if they want to be a top tier level uh level team be a playoff contender a top super bowl contender they need to take care of business to win the next five games i'm sorry it's that's where the expectations are if you don't want those expectations then they shouldn't have uh they shouldn't have talked all the talk this offseason it's uh it's what's where they're at the talent the talent is what's uh driving this expectations and uh they need to win they need to show it yeah, I mean, 8-3 sounds damn good, but yeah. like I said, they'll be favored in the next five games. It'll be interesting to see how they perform in the next five games. Yeah, someone yeah. someone said it was on Twitter. Um, this is a turning point game. This is really a big turning point game. It could go downhill, or it could be just a bump in the road, and they'll turn it around and all that. It's uh, this, is a, this is a turning point right here. Let, let's just say... For some reason, I'm really into roller coasters during this podcast. I have you no really idea are. Why. This is like the fourth one right now. I haven't, I haven't been to Cedar Point or on a roller coaster since I was a senior in high school in 2009. And I probably just made some of you guys feel really old. I'm sorry. You're trying to get um, your shorts on the, on the podcast, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> um, no, but it's almost like they're at the top of the top fill dragster. And they're either about to go back downhill backwards or go like the right way. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that a good metaphor? Yes. No, that was horrible. Yes. That was absolutely no, horrible, wasn't it's it? Fine. it, it the uh, top stroke dragster always goes down once in a while, so I can see that. But but you want to go? You want to go like down the hill forward? Okay, let's, roller coaster is bad because you always do go downhill. Shit, gosh, dang it. Let's try to let's try to diversify. <laughs> All right, back to Colin Sexton and Baker Mayfield comparisons. <laughs> See that one worked, <laughs> <laughs> but what I was saying is that on a roller coaster you want to go down yeah. the hill going forward, not down the hill going backward. Right. And right now the Browns are at the top of the top field dragster, and they want to yeah. go down the hill going forward. Tipping point. This is where this is where Kevin Stefanski steps in too. It's uh, you, you you're the leader of this team. You gotta you gotta step up and you gotta kick them in the ass, man. Some he needs. He needs to make adjustments too. I know in game adjustments are always like a hey, this coach either does yeah. or doesn't do it. But it's mm-hmm. time for him to make some adjustments. It's clear that this isn't working. Nope. Whatever he is or isn't doing. 
So it's time for him to make it some adjustments as well. Um, yeah, I mean, and that that includes uh, Craig Craig uh, Lindell, the, our own Craig. Uh, he he spoke about it on Twitter about the fourth down calls. If they're still continually not going to get them, not converting them, something's got to change. You're, you're, it's just not working. <laughs> you can't keep just doing it. It's something is just not clicking a fourth down. Just take the points. I know I'm I'm pro going on fourth down, doing those uh, the smart moves there. But when it's just not working like that, and you're not converting, it, you just got to change it up. <laughs> you got to do when, something. Yeah, and the first the one where they were down sixteen, going for on fourth down makes sense. Yeah, field goal literally. Yeah. A field goal takes it from a two Does possession game to a two possession game. Yeah. Early in the game, though, I like you said, I love the aggressiveness, but there comes a time when, one, you're not converting like you should be. It's right. been like that. It's not even like a this season problem. Mm-hmm. If you, I forget who's, I think Jake Trotter tweeted out. Yeah. They're, they're like the, the 30th Force? ranked team. Yeah. yeah. It's somewhere bad since the start of the 2020 season. Yeah. So out, which means I'm assuming it's play calling on the fourth downs. But if you're not converting, just take the points. I don't care if you're playing the Cardinals. I don't care if you're playing the winless Lions, especially at home. If you can take three points, you're not only taking three points, but you're also getting the momentum from taking the lead. Instead, you don't convert. You get zero points, and the Cardinals take all the momentum. Yep. It's uh... – yeah, it's something that they need to they need to really consider because it's not working. It's just not, and especially now with all the injuries, it, like the the one early in the the game, they just completely just kind of went right after Baker, and he pretty. I much feel like it. every time they go for it on fourth down lately inside the red zone, Baker gets sacked. Like if there was like a betting so, prop, right. if there was like a betting prop of like, hey, the Browns are going to go for it on fourth down inside the red zone, will Baker get sacked? You'd be a freaking millionaire if you put money on Baker getting sacked. Yeah, it's literally, it literally seems like it's happened like five times this year. No joke. It, it's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't was, be shocked if it's well, more than it's it's got to be. It was, it's one, it was twice in it was twice in Minnesota, and yeah. one today. So that alone is three. Three and I probably. Probably there's more, um, but yeah, it's uh, something. It's it's where you make adjustments. Um, you got to make adjustments. Go for go the base, points. Yeah, go for the points, especially for an offense that's struggling to get points. Um, especially today, it's uh, they need to they need to change it up. Something's need to change. Both sides of the offense and defense needs to change. It's uh, it's a tipping point right now. We'll see. We'll see how they handle it. I hope they handle it well. And I like how prior to this podcast, we said there will be a short one and we're going on 43 minutes already. <laughs> it's all your roller coasters. And I like analogies. how, yeah, my roller coasters and Talon Sexton analogies. Somehow I'll get sports and I'm on this and I'll somehow include Lonnie Chisenhall too. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping when we called out Craig Lindell, the great Craig Lindell, great insurance agent. Average yes. podcaster. No, I'm kidding. He's a great podcaster. <laughs> He's the reason why I started podcasting in the first place. But I was hoping when I'd call him out, he would like show up in the stream and for me to add him. That way he'd be like, I'm here. <laughs> no. So here we are. But yeah, <laughs> the Browns just got embarrassed at home to the Cardinals. I don't even know what this is. 37-14. They scored all 14 points in the, in the second quarter. One, thanks to a I still don't get how they store on that. How did the Cardinals let that happen? How is yeah, DPJ was, wide open on the end? Like, do they not have they, faith that Baker would be able to get into the end zone? That's my guess. Yeah, well, they, they had uh, – I was on that end zone side, and they they had a bunch of guys already lined up in there, and then DP, DPJ just kind of – he just kind of ran right in front of them. They didn't – they never really – So the Cardinals really let guys run in front while the Browns defense let receivers run behind them. Yes, or so, anywhere they want to go. Yeah, I, still, <laughs> I know I said this earlier. There's like, there's receivers that you can let open, wide open, mm-hmm. even, in, in the, even in the NFL. I can't even talk. DeAndre Hopkins would be it's like the bottom of, of the list. Yeah, it's not one of them. 
And AJ Green, I had nightmares of AJ Green killing his team again. So that was that was just a beautiful game today. It was just beautiful. It was a beautiful work of art. You got you guys are all lucky that you didn't go to the game <laughs> because it was. I've been to a lot of football games. This was one of the most miserable ones to watch. The fans were just true. Um, the fans had to be. Oh yeah. my god! Between the refs and just the Browns' terrible play, it was just. It was hostile, as I would like to say, if I can say it. If I can define it as one word, hostile. And a four o'clock start, which means that uh, the tailgaters had three more hours to drink. Yeah. It's just a horrible combination to have. Yeah. It's uh, someone, <laughs> I think it was, um, I forget who it was. Uh, the Muni lot was not made to be open for eight hours. <laughs> I think I think today uh, it kind of showed it. It was yeah, not I cannot believe we just spent 45 minutes talking about this game because it was miserable. It really oh. was. I guess it was due to my roller coaster uh, metaphors and my Colin Sexton comparisons. Yeah. You really drove it. <laughs> <laughs> you got All right. But yeah, the Browns suffered a miserable, and I, I'd call it embarrassing. That's an embarrassing loss, especially yeah, at it home. was. 37 14. They dropped a 3 and 3 on the season. They have, like we discussed, 3 4. Four very no three very winnable games coming up. They have Broncos Thursday night at home, Steelers at home Halloween afternoon. That could be either be a really scary Halloween or a very good <laughs> Halloween. And then at Cincinnati, three yes. games that they will li- likely be favored in, but injuries can certainly change that. It'll be interesting to see how the injury report is either tomorrow or Tuesday. I don't know when that gets released because of the Thursday night game. I would not be surprised if there's 25 to 30 players listed on the injury report. <laughs> unfortunately. Yep. And yeah, I there's nothing else to say. The Browns are three and three. There's still 11 games left in the season, luckily. But they have a lot more questions than answers right now, and that is not good news. Joe, nope. any final thoughts? <laughs> can, once again, I'm going to just ask, can, can the NFL please move the bye week up? That's all I'm asking for. Petition. Start a petition <laughs> right now. We're gonna start a petition. Um, also, anybody who, anybody out there, if you pray to a certain god, if you have a lucky star or <laughs> lucky rock or anything, just pray that we can get healthy. <laughs> and <laughs> I did not see final thoughts going in this direction, but I'm here for it. Just uh, because this is uh, we need it because this is gonna be an awful awful week <laughs> it's gonna be an awful week guys just brace yourself i can't luckily the only good thing is that it's a short week so they only have three days to talk about this game and and it could completely change after after thursday so but that's the only positive but, but that also means that we have 11 days to talk about the broncos game Please got to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, thanks to anyone that joined us live. I know our only commenter, Ed Hodler, Chef Ed. I'm That stinks that you were the only commenter because you had bring back Hugh Jackson, and Seriously. I feel like you weren't joking, and that's a problem. It's <laughs> a big problem. <laughs> but, yeah, if you join us live, feel free to comment. We'll respond, whether it's sarcasm or not, as long as it's not swear words. I've had that problem before, too. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to us at a later time, feel free to listen to our pod. This gets turned into a podcast, so feel free to listen to Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Give us a five star review. Tell us how great my roller coaster tie. Uh, ro- I just said roller coaster tycoon. Tell us how good our roller coaster metaphors were. Wait Tell a us how so good. now we know what you were doing. You were playing. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You were playing. I wish. Tech- no, I used to play. No, I used to play. I wish. Do you know what? Now, I wish I was playing Roller Coaster Tycoon rather than watching that freaking Browns game. Let's be honest. I haven't played that game in years. That's bad. That's back in the day when I used to play uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and Backyard Baseball oh. with Pablo Sanchez. I would take um, Pablo Sanchez on the Browns any day of the week. I would take him on the Indians too. True. Um, no, no, he'd be. Let's be honest. Oh man, Michael Bodie's gonna hate me for this. Pablo Sanchez would be way too expensive for the Indians. 
He would be. He would be. He would be only in the Dodgers Yankees uh, market. True, exactly. <laughs> and I love how this Browns podcast has gone from roller coasters to Colin Sexton to Jeff Nomina to Pablo Sanchez. Yeah, I would take Dimitri on the Browns, though. He was. He was no, a good blocker. Do, do you know who I would take? Pete Keisha, Wheeler. No, Pete well, Wheeler. Keisha Phillips too. Wait, who is Keisha Phillips? She she was a good blocker. She was the bigger bigger one though. She Shoot, hey, Thursday night the Browns might need some of these people. Let's be honest. Seriously, get their real life comparison out and bring Andrew, them to Cleveland. Andrew, come on, you know where to look. LeBron, LeBron turned into a cartoon. I think you can get you can uh, work your magic, turn them into real people. Let's do it. I cannot believe we just went so many different directions at the end of this podcast. Holy cow. But here we are. I'll end it. Browns are three and three. They play. Um, and to make things even happier, we're a WFNY after dark edition of the Browns Instant Insights Thursday night. Joe, are you going to the game, by the way? Please say no. I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, uh, I I called off Friday. so. Oh, perfect. I get to work Friday, then leave for Chicago Saturday morning. Great. So we'll see you at midnight Thursday night. I can, I'm going to be wide awake. Yes, you will. WFMY after dark Thursday night. See Listen guys. to our podcast anywhere. Join us live. Give us a five-star review. Tell us how great we are. Tell us how good our metaphors are. Go Browns. Go Browns. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 